All right, gang. Nice. So, uh, welcome to the first and inaugural CrossFit Bath and the Bridge question answer session live on Zoom during lockdown. I think we've done some Q and A's on nutrition challenges before, but never so many questions all in one go to the coaches. So, uh, hopefully, I think we're going to start with a few questions first that've been sent in by people and the coaches. We're just going to answer them kind of like in a round robin session. Then we'll throw it open to the people joining us live to answer some questions. And then, everyone. Um, yeah, let me mute everybody. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. And then we'll finish maybe pulling out some questions where um, there were some suggestions and things put forward on the survey. Um, so even though those people aren't present, we're going to record this. It's going to live on Instagram. We'll email it all out, um, put it on YouTube. So that anybody that's not watching live, they can always go through it and pick out some of the salient points that we've been able to answer. Um, so I think I'm going to pick up on what Jason does for his podcasts. And we'll ask each of the coaches just to say what they're drinking right now. So I'm going to start that one off. I'm drinking some water, pure water. There's no gin in there, Emily, so don't worry. It's pure water. So uh, Sammy Pullen, what are you drinking? Hang on, I need to unmute you. We can just hold it up. What are you drinking, Sammy? Uh, I'm drinking a Bombardier, which is an amber beer. Never tried it before. It was in the fridge. I showed the guys on Instagram as well. But absolutely no idea, but it tastes lovely and it's fresh. So that's Very what... good. Okay. Uh, Lydia, what are you drinking? You... Water, just water. Yeah. Oh, so you're I very didn't good. know I was allowed to drink beer. So you're very good as well. Okay, let's go to... Uh, the master himself, Adam Shackle, what are you drinking? Um, I, I've gone beer tonight. It's a weekend, so I'm, uh, I'm down on the Coronas. <laughs> a bottle of Corona. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Fenella, what are you drinking? I am drinking white sangria. White sangria? Because it's Get nice you. How do you make white sangria? I have no idea. It's okay. Or... Oh. Natty, you're down the bottom. What, what are you drinking, Natty? Yeah, water. Uh, did go to Lidl, but Sam's family's ransacked all the uh, beer from there. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was a nice way to start because it gives everybody that's watching a green light either to drink some water or to drink some beer, tuck into some red wine like Penny and Jason are doing, or mix up a little cocktail like Ben and chill out, relax, and enjoy the next hour with us. All right, team? How's that sound? Good. Give us a thumbs up. All right, nice one. All right, so first question. Oh, difficult. My phone's gone down. Okay, so first question we're going to put out there um, was sent in first. All right, and this is basically around the general programming of the workouts that we're doing on Zoom, just to give you an idea of maybe our thought process behind it and what you're going to get out of doing these online workouts on Zoom or doing the home mods yourself. Um, so Ellie sent this one in saying, How are the training sessions being structured? Is it just about retaining the fitness we've got and just generally moving? Or do you think we're going to be able to see some improvements in our fitness levels or strength levels, whatever it may be, over the period of lockdown? And obviously, the period of lockdown is going to be a big uncertainty. Um, so I think the coaches in general are going to discuss that in format first, but I'm going to throw that over to Adam to answer that first as he does a lot of the programming, but then open to other coaches that have had input on the different sessions that we're putting out on Zoom or on email, Home workouts on bands, dumbbells, kettlebells. Over to you, Shaxx. 
Um, yeah, so no, it's a great question. And, um, and obviously in regards to the, the programming, obviously you guys have, were very aware that the, the sessions that we were doing in the gym when we were open uh, were very structured in terms of there's a progression month on month. Uh, we articulated what the progression was going to be at the start of the month so you, could, you guys could see where we were building to. Um, and as it is at the minute, we, we haven't got anywhere near that structure. I'd say the, the main thing we're looking for is just trying to get as much balance through the program as we can. It's difficult putting strength progressions in and obviously with the variants, the workouts, we are trying to make them as varied as we can, given that some people have literally no kit. Um, so that there's a challenge logistically with, with programming because some people have got barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, some people have nothing. So trying to find a bit of a sweet spot on that is, is difficult. Uh, it's not impossible, it's just difficult. Um, so I'd say the main thing that we're trying to focus on really is, is movement patterns and trying to make sure that we're, we're balanced across movement patterns and energy systems. So we're kind of going short, we're going long, you know, you know, maybe 30 minutes, sometimes in the gym, you might go for 40. Um, yeah. So obviously doing a lot of short ones, mid range and longer ones and making sure we're getting, you know, those movement patterns in, whether it be single leg, pushing, pulling, pulling is difficult because aside from having a pull up bar or, gymnastic rings that you can do ring rows and stuff on if you don't have any dumbbells it's, it's very difficult to get any pull in motion in um so that that would be the the one big challenge that we have um and then in regards to uh like progressions and stuff and obviously improving your fitness some people will definitely improve their fitness from these sessions especially if you're starting out if you are quite advanced and you've been doing this for a fair while you may not see the progressions in your fitness that some people might just as they start um, but then I think you should probably be looking at your mindset around training during the lockdown and that there's a lot of stress and a lot of uncertainty around these times. So stress financially for a lot of people, a lot of social, social stress. Um, so all that contributes, you know, training is a stress as well. So if you are kind of under financial pressures, in all honesty, the last thing you should be worried about is trying to improve your fitness in these times. Um, you're going to have another 40, 50 years to train. You know, if you're 30 years old now and you're training to 80, that's 50 years of training. So six weeks out, you know, just doing some body weight workouts and feeling good about yourself isn't the end of the world, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, short answer is there's not as much progression as there was. Um, but, you know, there will be some people that will definitely see some benefits. But if you're one of those people that need more, then obviously that's where the dumbbell and kettlebell workouts can come in if you need that extra volume. So I it's that something I want to ask just leading on from that, Shaxx, because from my perspective, I've not got all the kit that everybody's got so i can't do any pull-ups <clears throat> i think the vast majority of people would probably be the same as me so mm -hmm. we're doing our pulling exercises through any weights that we've got at home and yep. stuff like that i know a lot of these questions are going to be dependent upon how long lockdown goes on for mm -hmm. so <clears throat> say we're under lockdown for another month and then there is some way that we start to go back to the gym after a month Yep. Say I've not done any pull-ups at all, but I've been able to do some rowing movements. How much of my pull-up strength would disappear? Now, to me, like, you know, I'm not saying that from my personal perspective because I know how I have a motivation that if I lose a few pull-ups, it's not the end of the world to me. But for somebody maybe that's just got their first or second pull-up and that was a big milestone mm -hmm. and they've not been able to do any pull-ups on these home wards, you know, how much of an impact do you think that's going to have when they walk into the gym and they try and do a pull-up? Good question. It, it depends. I don't think there's a there's a definitive answer of, you know, you'll lose two pull-ups, you'll lose three. Someone mm -hmm. like yourself who's got eight to ten strict pull-ups, I'll guarantee you could probably do no pull-ups for three months and just do some yeah. single-arm single rows and you still have the same amount of pull-ups you had three months before. 
But I think that's hit the nail on the head for me that somebody who's got a decent level of fitness or strength, you're not really going to lose that for quite a long period of time. No, absolutely not. I mean, there's kind of like the, in the kettlebell world, they call it the what the hell effect where, you know, you can do a load of kettlebell swings and your deadlifts and your squats go up and they don't really know why there's just this carryover. And I think a lot of the movements that we do in terms of the rows and the, maybe not the burpees, you know, push-ups and stuff like that, they will have a carryover to pull-ups. Yeah, you're not kind of working your back muscles as such, but you're still getting a, a scap retraction. So, mm-hmm. so there is going to be a carryover from a lot of these exercises. You don't need to just do pull-ups to get better at pull-ups. I mean, it fucking helps, but it doesn't have to be just that. Yeah. That and I think, I think probably the other exercise that people would see the most difference from what they can do at home with the kit they have available is probably something like a back squat or a deadlift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going sure. Like those basic core strength movements that we tend to program, you know, frequently in the gym, that's part of our regular strength progressions. Yeah. So how much we, we might see on people's tail off on what they can squat or what they could deadlift or things like that. Again, it's probably the same answer. It depends. I mean, again, if you're someone who's squatting double body weight, you doing a few air squats and, goblet squats for six weeks, you're probably not going to notice that much of a difference. And mm. honestly, if, you, if you're a raw beginner, doing air squats and goblet squats is going to get your legs stronger anyway. And I'd probably say that, you know, especially if you're doing them to a tempo and you're slowing them down and concentrating on your technique, the mm. neuro- neurological learning effect of actually improving your squat pattern will actually probably improve your back squat without actually touching any heavy load. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 there's, no, there's no answer. It just depends. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's difficult for the ones in the middle, the intermediate guys that have maybe been coming for a year to two years, they're starting to see some progress in their back squat numbers, as an example. I think yep. they're, they're the ones kind of in the, in the middle zone where they need to kind of be touching on their heavier loads. Um, but like, you know, we, we might discuss later, you know, Dan made a great point in our group chat earlier, doing things like jump squats and more like plyometrics might just help preserve some of those strength gains. Mm. Um, <clears throat> actually Nat, Nat if you're there this would be a good one for you to come in on because I know you do a lot of individual programming Nat for maybe people that are doing CrossFit competitions and things like that and you do a lot of them yourself and you know the amount of training you do what 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 do you think somebody that's you know doing CrossFit sort of a little bit more seriously for fun but still doing like the regular com- competitions you know, like Smithy or Jamie people that go off and do how much of a tail off do you think they might see with what they're able to do at home at the moment? Um, yeah, for, of course, like Adam said, it's, it's, you're now going to see slight knockoffs on your strength and stuff like that. But now it's about moving better. So just, yeah, biting the bullet, learning to, to squat that little bit better. So slowing things down, um, using whatever weight, uh, weight you have available, but yeah, working mm. to tempo, making sure your positions are, are going to be that much better for when we, when we are allowed back in those gyms. But you can learn those movement, movement patterns, so practice those movement patterns. You could clean anything, balls, um, yeah, bags, just practice that jump, that shrug for your Olympic lifting. And yeah, jumping. People, yeah. people jumping up onto boxes is... Um, it seems so simple, but yeah, it's very important to keep in that explosiveness of the hips. So yeah, just finding something to jump, go and do sets of what you would usually power clean, go and jump on a box or jump on a step, jump on a ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ask the question to us guys. Um, if, you're, if you're looking for something to, to mix it up and you feel like you're, you're weightlifting or you're squatting, it's taking a hit. Yeah, reach out to us and we, we yeah. can play with it. But yeah, um, yeah, we're we're gonna see knockoffs, but yeah, like Adam said, it, it depends what your what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like for me, 
me not squatting for this amount of time is gonna yeah I'm gonna take a hit on it but I'm just gonna learn to try and move a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, for, for ready for when I do get back into the gym Mm-hmm. And then I'll open this up to some of the other coaches, but that's maybe a nice point to ask you now. How, how would you feel mentally about losing a few five kilos, 10 kilos off your back squat with all the work you've done or maybe getting that, that level of your back squat up? How, how are you going to approach that mentally? Um, Is it important I, to you? Or you get no, it back? I, I think I'm old enough and wise enough now just to, to, to take the bullet. Like Adam said, there's a lot more important things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my job, <laughs> the other people's jobs. Um, yeah, not too fussed about losing 10 kilos on my back squat, to be honest. What, what about you and maybe Fenella or or, Lid, or do you want to jump in about how you're feeling with your training? Just just so that, you know, the, the, the members can understand us as coaches, how our trainings change so much and how, how you're coping with it. Yeah, I think um, Matt kind of gave me something to think about there. Um, I mean... I think for newer people, trying to put myself in, in the newer members that we do have, I think for them, five kilos off their squat or something like that um, could be, you know, in the short term, they could be a little bit unhappy about. Um, mm-hmm. But then that being said, with everything that Shaq said about the programming and things, I think actually in the larger scale of things, it is only six weeks. It is only eight weeks, you know, however long it is. It's not, it's not forever. It's temporary. Mm. Um, And if you are training and you're continuing to want to train for at least, you know, until you're a lot older. You mean like me? It's a tiny (laughs) proportion. Yeah. If you get old like Ed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tiny proportion of time. So I think it is easy to, to add it to the stresses that we've all got at the moment, you know, with maybe not having so much of a routine, worries about finances, worries about losing your gains. At the end of the day, like Shaq said, it it is only a small amount of time. I think Mm -hmm. taking a step back and going, okay, well, when I first started, it took me six to eight weeks to get this. So um, knowing that you're going to put the work in when you when you have the equipment maybe that you want. Mm-hmm. I know that I have found it actually quite fun not being able to train with what I usually would. I think we're mm-hmm. a little bit spoiled in the gyms. We kind of take that for, for granted. Um, so it's been quite nice doing some different things um, and kind of having a little play with things that I kind of feel like doing rather than, okay, this is, you know, I need to work on my Olympic lifts, things like that, maybe more of the gymnastics that I would be less inclined to do. So for me, I think it's a positive working on my body weight um, movements and things like that. Yeah, I I, I totally get that, Fen, because I I personally didn't take a barbell home, you know, when I locked the gym up for the last time, because I actually felt, look, if I've got one dumbbell or one kettlebell, that's probably the same situation as a lot of our members are going to be in. And do I need to be doing all this lifting all the time when we're in lockdown? And for me personally... I didn't think we have. And I know it's something that Adam talks about all the time is we're on a fitness journey. We can be training for all of our lives. Mm. So this period of lockdown or where we're having to train at home, you know, nobody's had before, but maybe it's a good opportunity for the body to reset itself. You know, like when you have an injury, you often see people when they come back post-injury, they've got better at moving in certain areas because that enforced, that enforced layoff has actually made them go back to basics or focus on something that they've not been so good on which when you're on that constant treadmill, you don't have the opportunity to do. Would you agree with that, Shax? Yeah, mate, 100%. Yeah, I think you've absolutely nailed it there, to be fair. I think, um, and like Ben said, I think we can sometimes be um, 
spoil in the gym with the equipment available. And it's amazing what you can do and the results you can get just by moving your own mass. Mm-hmm. But they rely on external weight, which I think people jump to too quickly because they mm-hmm. want to throw a load of weight around, yet they actually can't control their weight in space. Then they expect yeah. to a 60K bar when they can't do a push-up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's okay, so, yeah. Fab. So just a couple of other quick questions for us to answer around uh, the classes that different people have sent in. Can the Zoom classes be longer? I assume that means not longer than an hour. Okay, I think we'll... I'll answer this on the top that we'll keep the Zoom classes to an hour, just like our regular classes were an hour slot. I think that works well. People can find that hour in their day to jump on. If you need to train for longer than an hour, then then I think we'd leave that to you as individuals. But maybe within that question, there's some context. I guess most of the workouts tended to be quite quick at 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 15 minutes. Maybe they're asking the question, can some of those actual workouts within the Zoom class be a little bit longer? Is there anything the coaches could maybe answer on that front? Is it still about what we can get out on the Zoom platform is, is limited in terms of what we can coach and how long a workout can be? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hobble this. Does someone like Sam, do you want to answer that or anything? Um, sorry, Dad, go, go for a question again. Sorry, be a pain in the ass. <laughs> You passed the bug quite well there, Shax. I have to say, you deflected that one well. I answer it, but I just don't want to be the only one talking. Yeah, go on, go on, Ed, go on, get a question again. It was about, you know, could we do longer workouts within the hour Zoom classes? Because a lot of the workouts are 10 minutes, 20, mm. probably 20 minutes has been some of the longest we've done. Um, apart from maybe that we did one memorial workout, wasn't it? There was 10 rounds. I think we, we put yeah. an arbitrary 35-minute cap on it. And we did say, look, people want to carry on and do it because it's actually going to take about, I think that Captain Tom workout would have probably taken an hour, an hour, well, probably an hour and a half for me to complete. That's for sure. Yeah. So that pistols for checking out. I suppose it comes down to like, you know, we, if you were to do the cardio sessions, it's very, as long as people are, if the people want to do slightly longer workouts, then that's absolutely fine. I suppose from like a coaching element, it's very difficult to be on this side of the screen and then trying to teach 20, 30 people in one go. You know, we, we're, we're kind of saying what we're saying. And as long as people are actually quite happy with that, and if they want to do a slightly longer workout, that's create something that it can be sort of 45, 50 minutes. And then you might have a 25 minute piece and a set of rest in the middle and a 25 minute piece, whatever. If people want to do that, then that's, that, I think that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, I suppose if we try to stick to what it is we're trying to do and keep everything for an hour, because if you train more than an hour, actually kind of get a D, D not conditioning effect, but things seem to go kind of backwards. And most people, they, they're very much used to doing that hour session. And some people, if we do go longer, let's say work for a 90 minute session, it might actually go back the opposite way and they might not actually gain anything from it. And they might be sort of too tired. And then if they wanted to train the next day, they could have overtrained. Mm. But I suppose a bit of a balancing tool between that really. So yeah, you could do longer workouts, but to the detriment of, of what? And so you want to go about it, I suppose. Okay, yeah. And, and I, we certainly something, um, even if the workouts within the Zoom classes aren't as long, we're still trying to give people the option of then being able to include, you could do a dumbbell workout later in the day, or you could do a band workout, or you could do the running program that's being put out there. So depending what the, the workout is, there's, there's additions, there's add-ons that people can be doing. Yeah, yeah and, and to build on that, Ed, as well, I think what I've noticed is people are actually training more now than when, they were, when the gym was probably open. Um, you know, some people may be coming in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whereas you know, now people are locked up at home and they're kind of going a bit stir-crazy. They might be training five, six days a week. So I'm very mm-hmm. conscious of putting out 40, 45-minute workouts that are going to leave people like 
debilitated for three days on end. If I'm conscious, they're going to be trading for two, three, four, five days in a row. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, I want to kind of stress that, you know, more isn't better. Better is better in that sense. And you're better off doing a little bit every day and feeling good, not waking up like with a ton of muscle soreness. Mm -hmm. You just absolutely hammer yourself for 45 minutes just to make yourself tired, to make yourself feel like you've done a hard workout. Long term, it's not really got, doesn't really have much benefit. Yeah, no, definitely coming to getting that from. Um, another quick one to throw in around what the training is at the moment. Um, can we retain strength using light weights? Anybody want to jump in and answer that one? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone want to answer that one? Is that over to Shax again? <laughs> we'll get on some nutrition ones in a minute. Um, again, it depends. It depends. If, you, if, you're, a, if you're a beginner, you, you can get strong doing anything. Um, and the thing is, doing lots of high rep stuff will have, will have straight gains in tendons. I mean, I made a reference to it in some of the band workouts that we do. Uh, you know, a lot of the time when you're training sort of eight reps and under, you're not going to really train tendon strength that well. So if you're training sort of, you know, you're doing lots of lightweight um, band work or dumbbell work and you're up sort of in a 20 to 30 rep range, you're mm. going to have some, uh, some benefits and some carryover, some tendon strength there. So long term in terms of joint health and structural health, um, yeah, I mean, it might not, um, you might not see a direct carryover for your back squats, but in terms of like your resilience to do more work, then yeah, you're definitely going to get stronger per se um, by yep. doing higher rep stuff. Okay. Um, another question around the classes that I think I'll try and answer that's been put out there is, um, can we have some early 7am classes or for the people that are training then? So I think we will look to try and do something like that on, on the early classes. I know we, we originally just started with two classes a day and then we rolled it out to four classes a day to try and include a lunchtime slot and a later evening slot at 7pm. We've definitely seen kind of like the, the 10am and the 5.30 p.m. have consistently been the busiest two sessions that have been done by people during the day. And the 7 p.m. one has had relatively small numbers. So I think at some point we may look to drop one or two of those sessions and swap them in maybe for some early morning sessions. It's just going to be trial and error, I think, is the best thing we can say to all the members, either watching this live or people that maybe watch it on record, is you know the longer lockdown goes on, the more we'll try and add to... The, the timetable, the schedule, or, or what we can offer to people. Um, and it's trying to c- capture as many of our members as we can that can fall into what we're offering in terms of the training. Um, and as much as, yeah, we'd all love just to do one session, you know, do a session just to one person. It's all about trying to maximize the benefits of what we can offer in the circumstances. So I think we'll all say, watch this space. We'll try and do new things. We'll try and do some interesting stuff. And we'll always be open to your suggestions as well. For, so feel free to email in, post in the tribe, use any of the um, mediums that we have for contacting people. Um, but yeah, we'll always look to try and do a bit more and a bit more. So, you know, watch this space as far as other classes go, or um, maybe just adding in other types of uh, facilities that we do on Zoom, like the quiz, maybe we'll go out there as well as the training sessions. We might try and hold some social. So, yeah, you know, let, let all this process be a two-way interactive thing as well. So we put things out there, but don't be afraid to make suggestions. We might completely ignore them, but let's let's put those suggestions out there, gang. So I thought I'd, I'd pick up on answer that one. Um, let's move on to nutrition for maybe Fen and Natty to come in on some things. Certainly on our training pyramid that we have, the thing that the base of the pyramid is nutrition. 
So while we're all at home, seems an ideal opportunity for us to, you know, improve our nutrition in some format. Hence why I'm trying to sit here with a glass of water because I know I don't drink enough water in the day and nutrition is one of the things that's key. So maybe for Fen and Natty, maybe you could just pick up on a couple of, maybe just one or two key things people could focus on to improve their nutrition, just on a big level. I know we can delve into some individual things, but you know, about getting balance or a couple of things like, I think, think I saw you put a post out about you know, keeping your normal routine and stuff like that. So do you want to maybe throw a couple of questions out that you've received and answer them and Natty can join in as well? Yeah, so um, one thing that I would say is, sorry, I'm just going to, there we go. So one thing that I would say is really important for nutrition is um, kind of a bit of a curveball, but it's sleep. So um, I did in that same post put about sleep. So sleep's really important for recovery, um, but also for nutrition. So studies have shown that lack of sleep actually is related to weight gain uh, because of stress hormones and things like that. So I would say that with regards to nutrition, sleep is a really important one. Um, you're going to be less likely to crave those sweet treats, um, things like that. Um, also trying to make sure that you do stick to your usual structure or as much as you can. So if you know that you have breakfast every morning at 8am, have your breakfast at normal at 8am. Um, try and make sure that if you are working from home, that you have a sort of like an allotted space for eating and working so that they're separate places um lots of the time i know i'm a sucker for it myself i end up eating whilst i'm working um your brain doesn't process the fact that you're eating so a lot of um the things that we do when we're eating we look at our food we take it in we think about how it tastes it takes away all of that so you can be left feeling sort of like still hungry or you're not satisfied um another thing as well is i would say to keep your protein levels really nice and high um that will keep you satiated feeling fuller for longer less likely to want to snack um throughout the day mm. um and obviously like you've already mentioned staying nice and hydrated i yeah. always, always have my water bottle with me literally wherever i go um that is definitely key having a, a visual aid so a visual prompt i always have my water bottle next to me i see that water bottle next to my computer screen or when i'm working out or when i wake up in the morning it's, it's a visual aid to prompt you to, to drink that water yeah i think those are all those are all key points that can help everyone there Fenella. nat is there any sort of little gems of wisdom you could put out there it's not necessarily a specific question that's been asked but you know, some, some good things that people, one or two things people should maybe focus on, on cleaning their diet up in general, or, you know, not specific with uh, maximizing performance, but just some base things to dial in their nutrition at the moment. If they're struggling, you know, think they've got family at home, kids are at home, you know, how do they keep their, how do they keep their, their, their diet or their nutrition on track? Um, well, like Penella said, consistency is key, unfortunately. Um, so trying to get into whichever habits you're going to go for is try, trying to make it as consistent as possible. So not trying to change it each day. Mm -hmm. 
would you say planning meals ahead in advance is a great way to do it? So actually plan out a week's meals in advance rather than um, just trying to do it ad hoc? Yeah, it depends what your situation is. If, um, if you are home homebound properly or fully, you're going to have that time now to, to shop, know mm. what, you've, what you've brought and uh, for sure. Um, but just making sure there's readily available um, stuff to stop you falling off the wagon, if you will. So if you've brought a load of vegetables, making sure there's a load of chopped vegetables or chopped fruits available in the fridge is a good idea, especially if you've got kids, if they're going to snack, uh, you can then go for that healthier snack if you, mm -hmm. if you are going to snack. Um, mm -hmm. But then also adding that into your meals, it's going to be readily available to add um, those fruits and veggies onto the side of your meals. All right. So I guess uh, the aim would be just trying to mix up those colors as much as you can. So trying to, trying to eat the rainbow, if you will, every day. Yeah. And have at least, yeah. I always say six to eight sort of different colors, and you're, and you're, you're probably getting going to be squared away with your micronutrients on, on that. Seems, front, that seems so. a very appropriate analogy at the moment, Natty, with all the rainbows that are in everybody's windows supporting the NHS. Yeah. So if you think, yeah, right, let's take that rainbow and follow it through in our diet. That's a great little. That's a great little hook that maybe we could take out of this as far as the base of our nutrition goes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's just. Yeah playing practicing um yeah not not everyone's got it figured out um but seeing what works for you so yeah maybe try chopping like i said chopping up a load of fruit and veggie if that works mm. um chucking it into a smoothie is a nice i know the weather's been really nice i think it's due to change a little bit but yeah especially on nice days like including all those fruits and veggies in, in smoothies and stuff's a great option instead of going for those coronas um how <laughs> <laughs> well, much um but yeah little things like that but yeah just 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 playing i don't know, if you've got the young kids it's maybe reaching out um to, to one of us and just asking for some tips if you are struggling um yeah i'd be more than welcome to help on yeah. that front um yeah. but yeah just because you're just because you're snacking away uh, just because your kids maybe are snacking don't use that as an excuse for yourself mm, definitely can i just jump in there i just wanted to add on to what natty said about um habits um that um, is a really great idea is making a habits checklist. Um, so you might want to make it a bit more interactive. You can get your kids involved, make it a colouring in sheet, um, or you can just have your checklist for the day. But having your habits that you do every single day, so it might be drinking two to three litres of water a day, it might be getting your certain amount of hours of sleep a day, it might be eating your meal at a certain time, it might be doing your sketches in the morning. Having a habits checklist of things that you do um, can really help you to stay on track with those things, checking in with yourself, keeping yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I'm, I'm intrigued because on my screen, uh, Penny above Natty is munching away and I feel I need to unmute you, Penny, and ask you what you're actually eating to see, you know, whether it fulfills all our criteria. Can, can you... It's not a rainbow. It's very green though, so I feel like that's healthy. It's a risotto with lots of green veg in. Excellent. Was that one of Fenella's recipes or one of your own? No, oh, it's just stuff that I had and chucked together. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I need to know what Ellie's cooking as well. I'll tell you what I might do at this point, gang. You can probably unmute yourselves individually. It's maybe the people that are on screen now. If you've got any nutrition questions you want to throw out there, maybe you can unmute yourself and see if, we'll see if this works. It's not a free-for-all, but unmute yourself and ask us a nutrition-based question at the moment. Anybody got any burning questions they want to ask about nutrition? 
got quite a bunch. I think, is Emma trying to unmute herself? No. Have you got a question there, Emma? No, no, shaking your head. That's not really a question, but just, just to sort of add on to what Fen and Natty were saying. Um, but I've been a home worker for a long time now. So I've sort of gotten into the routine of, of sort of being surrounded by like all the, the sort of uh, the temptations in, in the kitchen and stuff right alongside your work. And I find what really helps for me in terms of not falling off the wagon is kind of keeping yourself into a good routine. So almost um, not going mad and not saying, right, I'm going to eat at 11, 1 and blah, 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 and knowing like exactly when I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat. But just just breaking my day down into small chunks and knowing that, right, this is work time, have a little break, maybe have a little snack, something good, gets me full, gets my brain going again, get back to work. So having that nice balance and having that routine between sort of your work life and your home life and knowing that your home life is the kind of the part of the day where you're going to have your snacks, you're going to eat, you're going to do all those, those kind of other bits around your body. And then your, your work life is, is solely reserved for work. I think that ties in quite nice, especially what, what Fen said about eating whilst you're working and kind of separating those two things out as much as you can so that yeah. then you don't sort of fall foul of the, the little traps that you can have when you're in and around, perhaps some like biscuits in the cupboard and those sorts of things and keeping them sort of away from yourself and having that routine and that split. I find mm. that quite a lot. Mm. Okay, actually, I've got a nutrition question that maybe Fenella or Shax or uh, Natty could ask. So on a normal day, I think I'm fairly active. I'm on my feet all the time in the gym. I very rarely sit down. With, with what's happening now, I find myself sitting in front of a computer screen several hours a day, sitting on my backside, which I'd never normally do. Do I need to change the amount of food I eat to what my normal regime was or not? Um, well, yeah. yeah. You, you, you think you're up and around, you're going to be burning more, more calories. Um, yeah. When, when, when we're prescribing people for, for weight loss, that's one of the most important things is actually getting people to be more active. Mm-hmm. Um, in their day-to-day lives because um, people think they need to go and smash themselves in the gym but actually just being more active throughout your day will, will, will lead to a, a lot more sort of positives on the, on the weight loss front so yeah um, yeah um, you now need to kind of eat uh, to I know it, I know we're on about consistency and and eating when you what times like if you're going to eat at eight in the morning or lunchtime but Actually, just eating now when trying to limit yourself to eating when you're hungry, mm-hmm. um, I, I I think is a good sort of indicator now to instead of just for the sake of it, if you're walking around, maybe you'll grab a snack, uh, or if you pop to a shop, you just buy something for the sake of it. It's now, yeah, just trying to limit yourself to those maybe those meals throughout the day and, and build into your hunger levels. And do you think that's much better just to have like three square meals a day rather than that grazing and that snacking, which is very much easier if you're at home, isn't it? Um, yeah, because then I, I, I think the calorie, your, in, your calories in are going to start, it's going to be tough to manage or track how much is going mm. in then. So if you, if you can limit yourself to those three or four meals a day, and like Fenella said, if you can make those consistent, so I, I know I get up, have my breakfast, then I have my lunch, um, yeah, and then two meals later on, however it is. But yeah. um, that, like that post I put on the Instagram, I, I don't know. But we're all different sizes, so using just something as simple as our hand yeah. is actually a really good indicator. If you're bigger, you should be consuming what more protein, more this and this. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think trying I, to eat to hunger levels. 
you know, I think we all know as coaches, there's no one fit for everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody has different needs from a training perspective when Adam's trying to program for classes to a nutrition point of view. What works for one person doesn't always work for the next. But I know something I've been conscious of because I'm not as active as I normally am. I'm trying to go outside when I'm allowed within the restrictions and do a two-hour two walk or I go out for a, you know, a much longer bike ride. So I'm probably doing a lot more low intensity exercise rather than the higher pace faster ones is that something you can talk about adam and it's gone slightly off the yeah. off the park from um the nutrition side but some of those different sites of exercise that we can be doing every day that's going to help like walking or that cycling or whatever it may be if you're doing less of the say again for now on, that'll probably balance itself out with yeah. if you're doing less of the sort of um exercise that's or activity that's not exercise so mm -hmm. um and then if you're increasing your sort of, if you're doing longer sort of like low cardio that's mm -hmm. going to balance itself out surely yeah so it's yeah. just being aware of the fact that you are moving less and going okay i'm going to set an alarm and make sure i get up and walk around for however long or like you say take yourself out on a cycle ride or, or a much longer walk Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think if I think it's important to note here, and you said about the low intensity cardio, if burning fat is is a goal of yours, then actually doing lower intensity exercise is actually far more beneficial than doing high intensity exercise. Yeah, uh, high intensity exercise actually tends to burn more sugars um, as opposed to fat. Um, so you know, you going out for a hike or a bike ride for two hours, where you're keeping your heart rate at sort of one thirty to one forty, somewhere in that range, you're going to have far far better. Um, uh, gains in terms of your aerobic fitness and your fat level or your fat loss as opposed to just doing a high intensity exercise um, mm. and, and i think that's a really important note so you know i bang this drum all the time is that you don't need to be smashing yourself in the gym every day yeah. to be getting to be getting results in body composition i mean if, if you want to be a crossfit athlete and you want to go to the games then yeah you, you need that intensity you, you need to be you know close to competition six weeks before you, you need to be feeling that pain um, mm. if, if your goal is longevity and feeling good and looking good on a beach, you could argue you never need to go there. I don't ever go there. I, I can't remember the last time I ever, ever redlined in anything. Um, you know, and I've, myself personally, I've incorporated far more biking sessions. Um, you know, and it, it's paid dividends for me. I just, I just weight train and keep my cardio for sort of 60 to 90 minutes at steady pace. Mm -hmm. Um, but then my goals are different to what they were 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was trying to be a CrossFit athlete and I needed that. Um, but I don't need it anymore because I just want to just be healthy and fit and look fit. you got some way to go then. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Which yeah I just thought I'd note also, you said about that steady state cardio, the heart rate on that compared to what we do on a WOD. It's no different on my heart rate. I, I don't work at that intensity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the... I think it's the um, we're kind of a bit indoctrinated in the fitness world where everyone, everyone thinks it needs to be harder and faster to get results. Mm. Mm. And it's so not true. I and mean, it depends what you're looking for. But if it is health and longevity, which I would argue 99% of our members are looking for, mm -hmm. then I would question why a lot of the times you're putting yourself into the absolute bin. I mean, if yeah. just you've done a really hard workout on Instagram, then well, great, that's, that's brilliant. Um, yeah. And you'll see results for a few months, but long-term you'll plateau. And I know we've had some questions about plateauing. Yeah. Um, it might be worth bringing it back up then. Uh, I'm not sure where that question is, but I can try and find it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I did, I did throw it out to everybody that's online now if they had any nutrition questions. Is anybody who's uh, on us with Zoom at the moment, have they got any questions they want to ask specifically now? 
that we can try and address before maybe we go through any of the things raised in the survey or anything like that? Anybody on Instagram? I've got one if there's no one else. Any questions out there? Yeah, I've got one if there's no one else. Who's that? Sam. Uh, Sam? Yeah, um, far away. Just wondering, uh, maybe not too relevant for a lot of people, but I still manage to, to train at home. Um, what's the optimal kind of protein intake per kilogram of body fat? Because everyone has a different opinion. Yeah, so it depends on your goals. But average is between 1.2 grams per kilo of body weight and 1.8. So for the kind of training that you're doing, generally it's very similar for endurance athletes, for power athletes and strength athletes. It's between 1.2 and 1.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So if you weigh I, I'm really not good at maths. I shouldn't have set myself up for that. <laughs> but if you weigh, you time that by, let's say, 1.6 grams of protein. That's how much you want to be having a day. Cool. Is that helpful? Yeah, cool. Thank you. No Sam, I definitely put you at the higher level of that as well, mate. Yeah, just being plant-based, have any difference to that? No, just no. really hard to get that amount of protein in have to really research and yeah. rely on your probably a bit more protein shakes uh, your yeah plant-based shakes but uh, yeah. yeah you do you do really well to get that, that the amount you're in to, to to keep building muscle and and stuff like that to be on that high level if you're plant my um probably key point would be to make sure you're eating enough it can be really tricky to get that protein in but if you're eating enough, if you think about a chicken breast and how many calories that has and any alternative high protein vegan option that you've got, how little calories that has in comparison, you are just going to be needing to eat a hell of a lot more. Um, one massive key thing with protein though as well is to make sure that you're spreading it out throughout the day so that you're not having a bolus amount. Say you have a massive protein-filled breakfast with a massive protein shake and this and that and all your protein in one part of the day. You want to make sure you're spreading it out in really nice even parts, especially before you go to bed because you're neglecting your body of that protein whilst you're sleeping um, and obviously after your workout. So it's all about nitrogen balance, which is we don't really need to go into that, but it's keeping that at a positive rather than a negative um, for, for that muscle gain or muscle, um, keeping that muscle. Okay, anybody got any other questions they wanna, they, they feel strongly about or confident enough to come on, unmute themselves and ask those questions? Go on Jess, I'm sure you've got a couple of questions. Guys, you can always put it in the chat. If you don't feel confident enough to ask it in person, you can always put the chat button at the bottom so we can see it. That's a good idea, Adam. I should have thought of that earlier. Well done, you. Well, I need just to uh, saw Ben's comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've got a question. Yes, far away, Emma. Oh, hi, yeah. So if you're kind of thinking about what you're eating and you've got it all planned out and then you eat breakfast and try not to eat anything and then mid-morning you are absolutely ravenous um but you're not supposed to eat because you're going to go over your calorie intake um should you starve and try and like eke it out till the next meal or should you eat and just think what the hell you know 
or should you or what should you eat in that situation because sometimes like if you wake up in the morning sometimes you don't want to eat at all for like hours and then other times you wake up absolutely ravenous um so it's kind of knowing what to eat or should you really try and only eat certain times of the day um yeah and would you normally have for breakfast that, that, that um, a lot. normally um omelet or scrambled egg uh with some bacon um yeah a bagel maybe okay yeah. the only reason i ask is if, you know if you tend to have quite a, a not the usual I, one yeah so in the morning i tend to eat because they say like breakfast like a king don't they whatever it is so i try and eat more in the morning and then less at lunchtime so just have something a light snack at lunchtime but try and eat in the morning so i'm always hungry in the morning i don't know about everyone else <laughs> well emma why don't you think about turning your day upside down so um if you like to have a big breakfast then have a smaller dinner make that your main meal of the day your breakfast yeah smaller dinner do you tend to find that you're hungry in the evenings ravenous, ravenous. <laughs> well then i would stick to I would, I would I would ask you Emma like a lot of the time I think when you feel like you're ravenous it can actually because and then Fern and Nat touched upon it earlier that it's because you're not drinking enough fluid not taking on enough fluids so it could either be partly you're not you're not drinking enough and then that's having a big impact on that and making you feel like you're hungry when actually you're not um or it could be a case of uh, planning your meals out a little bit differently um to make sure that you've got it's like a, a bank of spare calories as you would yeah. to to yeah. have those snacks because i'm not a big one for like all the protein shakes because unless you're actually for me i'm not training for anything specific so i just don't know that it's a good idea to go down that route because no. i don't, you don't know. i'm, just, yeah, I'm not training you, for that you don't need um, protein shakes unless no. you're one you're like you say performance you're, you've got a certain performance goal you need to get that certain protein uh, in after you train, you, you should always be aiming to get your amount of protein through um, through food. Um, so, yeah, good sources of meats, uh, or if you're plant-based, all those sort of options. But, Emma, my advice would be slowing down a bit. So, yeah, building your meals and then actually act, trying to add five, ten minutes on to your eating time, yeah. chewing your food, um, letting your body actually feel like it like it's filling up and then like Lydia said it's then maybe thinking about that sort of having those bottles of water, bottles of water with you because sometimes yeah we feel like we're starving but actually we body's just craving thirsty. a little bit of water Emma. but um, definitely putting protein into your meal maybe adding a little bit more protein into your meals and then slowing down um, we always say chew your food you might have heard that before um, yeah, but yeah, yeah just trying to add five or ten minutes onto your your meal times just to allow that food to really Emma, make you feel like you're full sorry yeah uh, cool. vanilla do you eat much fruit and veg mm, veg not an awful lot of fruit to be honest okay because just thinking about your breakfast you can add a load of spinach in there yeah which we do if we have omelets we always have spinach we eat, that's one thing we do eat a lot of spinach yeah and also Cucumber as well is a great one to snack on. Carrots, all that sort of thing. You don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> those are the sort of things that are almost empty calories that are going to uh -huh. keep you feeling fuller for longer. So having tomatoes with your breakfast as well. 
some mushrooms is going to be a source of protein, all that sort of thing. That's adding value to your, to your meals of the day. That sort of food is going to be filling you up. If you think about how calorie dense an an egg or some bacon is compared to some spinach, tomato, mushrooms, it's massive. So maybe think, okay, how can I bulk out my meal a little bit more? Even like pasta, add some spinach to your pasta, have a really awesome veggies, have a really big salad on the side. All those sorts of things that's going to bulk it out for not much calories. Cool. Thanks. I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but all these nutrition questions and watching Emma, Ellie, and Smithy and various other people tucking into their evening meal is making feel damn hungry. (laughs) I don't know about. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) Um, Just just quick, I just want to add add on that in terms of like food. Obviously, I know we talked about like meal times and. I think it's important to stress that your body isn't going to suddenly go completely catabolic and start um, eating all of its muscle away if you don't go, you know, if you go for six hours without food, for example. Like, I know intermittent fasting is quite popular for a lot of people, and M, it might be something for you to maybe consider for you to actually feel what actual hunger is and see if it is actually not just boredom. Um, you know, so I'll sometimes go 24 hours where I don't eat. I did it today. You know, I had my meal at seven o'clock yesterday, yesterday evening, and didn't eat again until seven this evening. And I've been doing that once a week, just on a Sunday. And, that, and I've seen great results for me. And I was one of these people where I was thinking, if I don't eat every two hours and don't get my protein intake in, my body's just going to suddenly just combust. And it's not how, it's not how it works, you know? Because if it did, we wouldn't have evolved as a species because we'd have gone days about food. Um, so I think it's important to stress that there are benefits to actually not eating sometimes and maybe skipping breakfast, maybe not eating until 12. Yeah. You know, a lot of calories. Say to yourself, well, I'm just going to miss breakfast and I'll start eating at 12 and I'll eat from 12 to 8. And that can sometimes limit the amount of calories you actually eat. Um, doesn't always work for everyone. It works great for me. And like these guys have said, it's actually finding strategies that work for you in your life. If you've got really busy mornings with work emails and work calls, don't have breakfast. It's not the end of the world. Okay. So, I've, got I've got a question on the bridge. I've got Karen Reed said, is frozen veg okay? Any sort of like calorie deficit? Def- Absolutely. No, exactly the same. Same nutrients, everything. It's cheaper, it's more convenient. Go for it. I always have frozen veg in my freezer. Okay, and another question. I'm just going to move away from nutrition here. There's there's a few different ones I'm picking out from the survey. So um, maybe this one for Natty or Adam or various other people. Sammy could jump in on it. Some people, lucky people that have got a lot of equipment at home, barbells, pull-up bars, we're not necessarily programming for them. Is there a resource? So could they just go back and look at, you know, what we used to post when the gym was open and just go back and follow some of those words. Just before you answer that, what I'm going to say is I know there's other people that have said there's too much information out there on being bombarded with all these workouts. It's stressing me out. It's hard enough at home as it is. I just want to be able to pick one thing. I think that's something we want to get across all our members. It's about a balance to what we can put out there. Some people want more and more. Some people want less. So the more we put out there, stresses some of our members that they can't cope with all of it. And if we don't put enough out there, some of our members want more and more and more. So it's about us trying to find the right balance for the majority of our members the longer that this lockdown's going on. But just thought, you know, most people haven't got any kit or they've got odd bits of two kit and we sort of include that. What can we do for those people that have got masses of kit, if you like? Do you know what to um, well, If you've got, um, I don't know, in my, in my opinion, if you have that, amount of equipment you're probably going to have a certain amount of knowledge um on how what we've done in the past so Mm -hmm. 
if you want to be in a Zoom class, it's well, just speaking up and asking the coach, I've got this, what shall I do with it? Mm. Or everyone else is doing a pulling movement. What can I do as a pulling movement with my barbell? Mm-hmm. They're doing a, or can I do it on my pull-up rig? Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, if, you, if you're really stuck for ideas, it's then, yeah, going, we've got a whole history of workout of the days. Yep. Um, everyone else is training a bit randomly at the minute. There's not a lot of structure. So, yeah, go and pick some stuff. Or there's an w- absolute minefield on Instagram, all these companies that offer workouts and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, no, definitely yeah. wouldn't choose, choose what you fancy that. and go for it. But, yeah, I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, I think what's probably most important during this whole lockdown is that you do stuff that you enjoy at the minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're doing stuff with dumbbells, do dumbbell workouts. We enjoy doing stuff with, you know, body weight, do body weight workouts. Like, mm-hmm. I think people's mental health in there is probably more important than whether they're lifting a barbell or a dumbbell, to be honest. And actually just feeling good about yourself, dipping into a workout, having a great workout, and then forgetting about the workout and just going about the rest of your day. I think that's so much more important than stressing about what kit you're using, to be honest. That's actually answered one of the questions that um, had been put forward is actually what, what should we focus on most to take away? You know, what, what element of exercise should we focus on most? W- would that be your answer, Shax? Focus on what you enjoy the most? Yeah, it, it wouldn't always be my answer. Um, but I think in these times where it's stressful, like people, people mm. get stressed and it's, it's, a, it's a difficult situation we're in. And I think you should be using exercise to feel good. And you, yeah. you're stressing out thinking I've got to hit my back squat PR or I've got to do 50 lunges today because I only did 40 yesterday. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, please feel free to to message us on Instagram on Facebook. There's always a coach that's got eyes on it. So if yeah. you do what if you do have a question, there's no there's no silly question. We're we're always mm-hmm. going to give you um, yeah. a, a, an answer. All right. So if you are yeah if you are confused about the workout or you want to add something in, one of us will be able to will be able to help you. All right. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, what what about um, coping with stress levels at home now let, let, let's put a bit more general question out there because we all we all go through different experiences at home some people are maybe quite enjoying being at home some people maybe working in the nhs are incredibly stressful key workers i know like dale at the bridge you know by the time he's getting home from a stressful shift in the supermarkets he's got no time for training so what individually do we feel we've taken out of this lockdown experience that we can help our members with just talking from from personal experience that's something you can talk about Lid. i'd say i think shax has touched upon it already like do what you enjoy like before i started crossfit i did a lot of running and Mm. then uh kind of took a step away from that as i started to do more crossfit crossfit through the years so i've taken this time to um focus on running doing a little bit of that not pushing myself to try and be the best that I can be in that capacity but just going out keeping my heart rate low and enjoying it um as well as enjoying actually not having um again what Shaq said that stress of having to hit certain reps or certain uh, weights on squats and pull-ups and things like that like I know that when I get back into the gym I'm going to feel heavy doing pull-ups uh, but I know that it won't take me as long to get back to where I was than how long it took me in the first place which I think is also really a key aspect for people who have just got kind of their first pull-up or uh, their sixth, seventh, things like that, or just hit PBs in their back squat. Mm. It's not going to take you as long as it did to begin with. You will start to see those gains coming back pretty quick when you go back to the gym. So yeah, do what you enjoy. Try and take the stress out of exercising and have that as kind of your, the bit of 
yeah, fun for the day, I suppose. Mm, definitely. Sammy, anything, you know, because I think, you know, you, your, your workouts are pretty intense. You do lots, but, yeah. you know, we've all got lots going on. Private lives that, you know, influence our ability to train, our motivation to train. How, how have you approached it, Sam? Yeah, I've had a, a situation with my mum, unfortunately. She had, was rushed in hospital a few weeks ago, and um, it's, it's been a bit stressful. And I think, like, with the training side of things, I haven't been very motivated to train. I've been jumping in the classes, and it's actually been quite nice to kind of know that what I'm going through, other people are going through. Um, I've actually just, uh, cooking, I've never been really very good cooker. So I've actually just kind of put everything into just learning how to cook a little bit nicer food and have a little bit of a better, a better understanding of, um, yeah, just a better understanding of how going about doing things rather than just kind of making up random stuff, like going to be with you good food. I'm, I'm learning how to, to just cook nicer foods really. And it kind of would help as well by going forward and planning your weeks and or planning a couple of days in advance. Um, and the training side of things, I'm, I'm just getting on the gun really. It just feels yeah. good. I do yeah. think I feel good. <laughs> um, Can I just say, um, could that not have been like a little... You could have put me on a prop and been like, oh, you could also join Fence Cook Along on a Tuesday that we offer for all our members. <laughs> Why don't you join, Sam? You'd love it. Go on, Sam. Me and you one day will join in. Two <laughs> Two <laughs> Sam said he'll do it naked on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no, the naked people. No, I'm in. Naked. Yeah, I'm in. But yeah, no, for, for me, it's just, it, like the, the stress side of things and um, the anxiety of like what, what was going on sort of family-wise of... Yeah, I've just kind of, just like Shaxon and everyone else is talking about, it's just doing the things that you like. And actually just ingraining good movements. Like, you know, I know we all kind of want to do all the fancy stuff, but just take the time to enjoy what you're training and just, no, yeah. there's no point. In, we, we, we can't be stressing about things. There's, I know the bigger thing and uh, things are going on in the world, but just kind of, yeah. little, just to kind of be a little bit happy in yourself, really. Yeah, for me, for me, it's all about keeping perspective, isn't it? You know, and, and it's easy for, to say that and everybody will have different coping mechanisms and anybody can say what their experience has been like, but everybody's experience will be slightly different. But I think as, as long as, and Nat said it before, if you've got any questions or feel like you need support, just bung them to us, you know, find, find a way of communicating with us and we'll, we'll, we'll try and help you out as best as we can. And I think, you know, that's the one side that is difficult for us because everything has been doing remotely is that that community aspect is trying to keep that together. So then when you go into the gym, you might talk to somebody and, you know, find a little bit of support from somebody that way. And because we're all isolated at the moment, that, that's the one side of it that's probably quite hard um, to happen. And that's, that's the bit that maybe we're struggling to roll out as a format for how that community side of it can keep going. You agree with that, Shax? Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, how how are you finding lockdown, Natty, with your training? Um, I'm trying to stay in as much of a. I I don't like being not or not in a routine. Uh, Adam and uh, Sam will tell you. Yeah, I always train in an afternoon if I'm at the gym, or yeah, uh, I try and be as consistent as I can. So I just try to take that in. So I'll plan a uh, a session. So I I, I do um, either yeah, I'll try and make tweaks to our class class wads um, just to do in the afternoon um, I struggled to join the Zoom calls because of just Wi-Fi issues basically yeah. uh, where I, where I want to train um, but then yeah just playing with it playing with stuff I want to work on trying to trying to move better but just trying to be as consistent as I can so um, yeah doing a bit of cardio in the morning mm -hmm. um, I've got 
quite good knowledge on that front. So I've done the, lots of Ironman training in the past. So yeah, just playing with different models of that, and then yeah, you know, doing my doing my strength work or my body weight work in the afternoons. But I'm it, just trying to be consistent to keep me motivated like that. Right, I need to be ready to train at two in the afternoon. Um, yeah. I find that's a good good motivator for me. But um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's going quite well. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I've not had many lulls. Some days you you don't fancy it, but yeah, I'm just trying to mm. use that. Um, consistency to push me forward because i think that's maybe something we've seen on our numbers on the zoom classes they were pretty strong to start with and then they go down a little bit and then they pick up and i think that's just a natural reflection of people's motivation sometimes you have good days and you're up for training you know and you're coping with what's happening at home and other days you know it might it might lack and and you think oh, i can't be bothered today and actually yeah. if that's the case don't beat yourself up about it you know no, tomorrow you 100%. can train and 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 you know take reap the rewards from it but don't feel like um you know just because you've missed the session or you've not been partaking in something it's the end of the world you know the the gym will reopen again at some point how long we just don't know and what format it will be we don't know but we'll try and keep you all posted as much as we can but it's about working together as all of us to try and get through this somehow isn't it Ed, it might be quite a good segue now. There's a couple of questions in the chat here from Jacob and Tony. I don't know if you want to address those. Yeah, so so uh, Tony's asked about the 7 a.m. 8 a.m. classes that we mentioned. Um, I know Ollie, and many congratulations to Ollie and Meg on their birth of Seb, their third child. Uh, Ollie needs to train at 7 a.m. in the morning, I think. So he's potentially going to go on Zoom and not necessarily do it as an organized Zoom coaching class next week. But if people here, I think he might put it out there that he's going to be on Zoom at 7 a.m. doing the regular posted wads so people can jump in on that. And I think then potentially we might look at maybe doing some some other earlier slots the week after that once we can get it programmed in with the with the staffing and stuff like that. So there should be some impromptu ones next week, potentially, with Ollie, because he needs some sanity as life with a brand new baby in the house as well and having to look after kids and look after Megan. So I think he's planning on doing some some 7 a.m. sessions next week, and then perhaps we'd roll them out officially the, the week after that, if that makes sense for you, Tony. And if you're in a group with any of the other early risers, and feel free to let them know that that's hopefully on the, on the horizon, on the schedule, then we can, um, we can sort that out. Um, another question about um, best nutrition options to increase endurance. Um, is that one you could point on, Natty, the best nutrition options to increase endurance? um right yeah it fully depends that the longer the longer the the endurance event we our body starts to 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 burn for our fat so yeah obviously the longer if it, yeah if you're in a big endurance phase you increase your fats yeah uh, massively so yeah learning learning about what fats are, are good for you yeah or better for you uh, and increasing through that but yeah the longer the endurance event um would, would call for the more fat in our diet people obviously feel it's carbs you 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 burn through carbs as you're doing if you're if you're doing a really long endurance event say you're doing a two-hour bike ride or three-hour bike ride mm -hmm. or even the run hour to two-hour run um obviously quick carbs easy to digest carbs would be used to fuel that but yeah. Uh, throughout our, our daily diet would be increasing the sort of fat. Yeah. Fats around it. So okay, a nice couple one. of hours before or after. 
that's that's led in quite well actually to a question that um, came up on Facebook, which I missed, and um, I've just been reminded of it of now. Basically, a question all about fat. So, um, full fat, no fat, low fat, blue top milk, red top milk. Should we have almond, low fat cheese? So, trying to navigate the minefield of do we eat low fat, do we eat high fat? How how do we approach the whole fat thing? Um, you know, obviously, there's good fats out there, bad fats. Is, is there some general information? Nutrition, nutritionists could put out there on um, the dairy question and fats. Fern, do you want this one? Or? Yeah, so with regards to, I think it was like more specifically what different milks and things to buy. Um, I know that low fat was like a big phase back in the day. Um, and a lot of people, I know my grandma is one, is stuck in her way of being, you know, everything low fat. Um, I would say whatever suits you, it, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's tiny little things. So it makes a big difference. Say, for example, if you rely on your big old coffee, um, let's say cappuccino, full milk, you have three of those a day. I would say then you want to be thinking about cutting down to semi to skimmed, if not going for a black coffee, having that one, one cappuccino a day. Um, with regards to fats, if you have whole fat things, your body um, finds it easier to digest. Um, and more of the natural nutrients is in there, so like your calcium and your... Uh, so honestly, it's, it's really not a big deal, um, apart from obviously if you are consuming a lot, like if you do have a lot of milky drinks throughout the day, things like that, and you are looking to lose weight or not to gain weight, then I would um, recommend going for a lower fat milk. Um, but honestly, there's, there's not, it's not a big, I wouldn't make it a big stressor for you if you can. Okay, brilliant. And then, well, I'm just going to touch on before maybe we wrap this up. If any nobody's got any other burning questions online that they want to ask, just generally we'll we'll put another um, update out about the gym. Um, you know, obviously, the longer this goes on, with you know, we're just obviously having to follow government guidelines and how the gym reopens. We just don't know at the moment, but you know, as soon as we get any updates from the government and things like that, we'll put it out there so you know. Um, you know, what the implications will have on the gym will all be dependent upon um, how long this current situation goes on and, and what we'll be allowed to do when all of this is over. Um, and I think we've been very conscious that we're trying to support all of our members. So some people are still paying membership and some people aren't. You know, it's about a balance of everybody working together to try and get through this. You know, if 100% if, if of our members left, I think we'd be struggling the longer lockdown goes on. The more of you that are able to stay with us and support us, the stronger position will be when we come out of this. But that having been said, if people can't stay with us, you know, we don't want to exclude them from, you know, the fitness that we can offer on our Zoom workouts or having access to our home workouts and things like that. But if you've got any specific individual questions, again, that you want to fire in on issues like that, then, you know, email us in, at, uh, you know, there are two different email addresses or put it in the tribe. And then we can message you individually and answer you some, some of the questions or concerns you may have. But we'll try and put regular updates out there once we get more information from the government as we're following their, their guidelines. Um, and, you know, that's all we can do. You know, it's, uh, it's such an unknown future, you know, until a vaccine 
there could be social distancing for a long time and that may have implications on how gymnasiums operate we just don't know so um, the landscape could look very different for gymnasiums once we come out the other side of this but we just don't know what that is yet um, sorry I've just had a question through on it yeah far away live. Um, so is it possible to continue the mobility sessions weekly perhaps via a download so we can do it at home at our leisure that's from Emma. Sam, can you answer that one? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, I try to record everything that we do, and I try to stick up my stick up my Instagram. I suppose if we kind of like put our heads together a little bit, maybe I could try and create something that we can send to all members via a link, whether it be a YouTube link, and if somebody wants to do. Did, did she say a time, but like a time frame or anything like that? Or just... No, she just, you're doing it weekly though, aren't you, on a Sunday? Yeah, yeah on a Sunday. Yeah. Hi, or yeah. Sunday. I'm still here. Oh, Emma. Hi, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because everyone's saying how brilliant they are. And oh, it'd be nice even like when the gym reopens, whenever that is, just so we could do it, sort of keep up with it. Because I've never done mobility. I always have these ideas that I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to do Pilates, but the mobility is really, really good. Um, and my husband's been doing it as well, which has been fab. Um, so just something that we could even some, it doesn't have to be an hour long or anything, but just that we can work on ourselves uh, sort of on a more of a regular basis rather than like having the treat now. Of course. So what are you saying? Sort of like five, 10 minutes worth of something you can get on with and then repeat yeah. again over a couple of days or something like that? Yeah, so if you just like release something, I don't know, weekly, um, and we could just like download it or whatever, and just because it's knowing what to do, isn't it? You know, everyone's got the idea that we're all going to do these stretches, but it's unless you've got someone like you, you're fab, like telling you exactly how to get the position and how to hold it and whatever. Um, it's very, you haven't got the impetus to do it, you know, mm. you want to do it, but you never actually get around to doing it. But like at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, it's like brilliant. but obviously 10 o'clock on a Sunday is not going to be perfect for any, everyone. Um, so when things get back more to normal, perhaps something that, you know, we can just sort of log in and do it at our own time. Okay. All right. Julie noted. Sam, oh. Sam, you could record a whole session, couldn't we? Of, of you, when you're on zoom, we could record it like we're doing now and then oh. put that out somewhere people could act, have access to it and they could then do that hour session anytime they wanted. Oh God, yeah, I didn't even think of that one. We, can, we can easily put that on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got like a forty-odd minute one, so I, I can definitely put that up if people want to sort of, you know, if you want to do that long, go for that long, M, or kind of on a short. Yeah. Degree, or do it become... there, I didn't know there was a YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm not down with the kids, obviously. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just where we post every workout for the daily wads um, every every single day. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Well, they're all linked to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. There's another quick question that's come in, um, actually just relating to the Bath gym about, but uh, but I can talk to it in relation to Trowbridge as well. Have Bath City Football Club given us a rent holiday? Um, yes, they have, but we're doing it on a month by month basis with the football club because um, they are not necessarily in the greatest financial position with no football happening, no gate receipts no money coming in so with any business relationship it's a two-way thing so we want the football club to be solvent at the other end of this so that we have premises to have a gymnasium in but we also need to be solvent at the end of it that you know we can repay all the debts that are going to be mounting up the longer that we're closed and um, on that front the Trowbridge landlord um, has been very good and given us a rent holiday as well they are just a holiday so 
all this money has to be paid back at some point and they're not freebies but we're working with all of our suppliers because we have great relationship with our landlords and other people um, so that all small businesses come out of this the other end you know and I think that's something that that was my little post about you know what little small business can't you wait to go back to when all this is open and I think it's important that you know we find a way of patronizing all those little small independents they're going to struggle through this lockdown period rather than buying everything off Amazon. That's just my own personal little rant there. But I think, you know, supporting those smaller individual businesses is going to be key to them surviving however long this lockdown goes on. Uh, there's another one here about, uh, I'd like to work on my double unders, but don't have the options, but don't have an option of grass and even paving stones or carpet. Does this make a big difference from I just generate rubbish <laughs> double unders? Um, you definitely need a flat surface. I know I tried to do double unders on on uh, artificial grass. I've tried to do it on a mat. It's a difficult one, Shax, isn't it? You know, how can you work on your double under technique if you've not got a great surface to double under on? Uh, move out. Um, <laughs> no, that's um, not going to happen in lockdown. No, no, no. Um, no joke side, it, it, it is a difficult one. Do it on um, Astro. I mean, I know I've had difficulties. It just seems to like catch in the grass. Yeah. You can obviously throw your rhythm. And then obviously, a patio's, it actually is really good, but it's not good for your rope because it just yeah. spreads your rope. So, uh, yeah. if, if you do manage to find a, a flat surface that isn't going to tear your rope, uh, my suggestion would be five to 10 minutes a day. You're better off doing it little and often as opposed mm. to spending two hours one day and then two hours, five days later. Not that you yeah. can do two hours, but you get my yeah. Um, yeah, five to 10 minutes a day is more than enough. 10 minutes is actually a long time, so. Yeah. Cool, gang. Well, I can't see any more questions that have popped up on the Zoom chat. I know we'll have probably missed a few from people that have maybe emailed in or some of the issues from um, the member survey, but look, we, we may have the opportunity to do this again. Um, we'll certainly put some information out on posts across all of our social media channels on email um, to keep you guys regularly updated of any developments and how things move forward. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for sending in the questions. Thanks to those of you that have joined us live online. Thought a few might, might have had a few more questions from individuals, but maybe too frightened to unmute yourselves. Um, but thanks for participating. If you're watching this on Catch Up when we put it out as a recorded version, then yeah, feel free to um, answer or send in any other questions that you feel weren't answered and we'll take it from there, gang. And um, big thanks to the coaches for joining us tonight. Thank you, Ed. On that note, I'll wish you well. a podcast host, I reckon, Ed. I need to go have some food, having watched all of our members munch away on a Sunday night. And Jason should be worried. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so what, Jay? He's coming for your job. Yeah, we got. We're going to put Mason in. Of course, we're <laughs> All right, team. Have a great rest of the evening. We'll see you all on Zoom tomorrow at some point, and have a great week. Take care, everybody. Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye for now. See ya.